All right, so there are a lot of things that we cannot explain with regards to ancient artifacts, whether it's Stonehenge or the Great Pyramids of Giza or other pyramids around the world or even much smaller devices like the one I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And we still can't explain it. I mean, listen, every couple of years, some archaeologist or scientist or even just a general person with a lot of depth and knowledge on said subjects and all that tends to come forward and propose a new theory as to how, for example, the pyramids were built or how Stonehenge was created. But up until this very day, with all the technology that we have, with all the knowledge that we have in this modern time of of the human race, we still cannot figure out what a lot of these artifacts were for. And if we could figure out what they were for, then at the very least... We can't figure out what the heck they were used for, uh, sorry, how they were made and why they were made and how such understanding of, how the understandings of such precise knowledge was able to translate into these types of artifacts. And what's very interesting in particular is that the evolution of technology follows a pretty linear path throughout history, but, and I've spoken about this before, by the way. Particularly in the last 75 to 100 years, there's been a sudden increase, a sudden ramp up in the, inva- in the advancement of technology. Now, we can blame that, in a good way, to a n- on a number of things. We could blame that on just this being the time of our lives, where, or the period of our lives, or in the, the human race, rather, where things are just starting to get more and more advanced. Or it could be thanks to something else. Some people say it's thanks to extraterrestrials that contact them through the spirit world. Others say that it's thanks to extraterrestrials like the UFOs that the military and the government have been known to reverse engineer. Okay? But what happens is that sometimes we tend to stumble upon artifacts that sort of challenge the perception of how we view things and kind of throw those perceived timelines into a loop because you think based on our knowledge we think okay 500 years ago this is what humans had this this and this and then they until they find something else that completely defies what we thought was their sort of standard living devices or living terms if you will so to some people these out of place artifacts are none other than ancient alien technology proving that our ancestors were visited many times by advanced races, while other people maintain that it's evidence we've underestimated that technological faculties have been able to advance so quickly and humans were much smarter than they thought. Regardless of what you believe in, stick around for the rest of this episode because it's certainly something that is extremely intriguing regardless of your beliefs. So, I'm going to go through a small list of some of the alleged ancient, in some cases ancient alien artifacts, and then you decide for yourself what you think. And I might give my opinion at the end. So, first off, we have Puma Punku's Ancient Technology Mystery. So, growing up, most people are taught that the Egyptians built the the pyramids through their primitive means, using simple pulleys and brute force from slave labor and things like this. Now, what's interesting, I just want to know very quickly, is that people have gotten into literal fights and arguments about how the pyramids have been built. And then not only that, but then 
people then ask, what were the pyramids for? And that's a whole other thing. But how, as to how they were built, could be as simple as just a boatload of slave physical labor. It could be that. Or it could be something else entirely. It could be that they had advanced knowledge, they had advanced technologies given to them. I mean, their scriptures and hieroglyphs surely tell a very different story than just typical slave labor. Okay? But under deep scrutiny, the explanation doesn't seem to make sense, ultimately. And then the same could be said about the temple complex of Puma Punku in Bolivia. So the temple grounds of Puma Punku are believed to date back between 536 and 600 AD, constructed by a civilization appearing to have been wiped out by some type of cataclysmic event. As of right now, we can't figure out what that is, but there's evidence to suggest that they were wiped out. So Puma Punku is part of the larger, well-known Tuanaku site, an important location to the Incas who believe it is the cradle of their civilization, characteristics that ancient astronaut theorists might consider significant as well, just because of the, the way that things happen and the history of all this. Now, this area of Tiwanaku is marked by a decorated megalithic archway known as, quote, the Gate of the Sun. And according to Freddy Silva, it may be one of the world's oldest temples. Now, it was once home to somewhere between 10,000 and 20,000 people. Now, in today's day and age, that doesn't seem like much. But at the time, you can bet that's a lot of damn people. Now, the name Tiwanaku translates to Naval at the Center, implying it once served as a central hub. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So, at the top, the Gate of the Sun is a carving of the supreme god of the Incas. And Silva claims that Viracocha and his ilk were described as being much different than the indigenous Incas, white-skinned, bearded, fair-headed, and capable of bending the laws of nature. They were also significantly taller. And these weren't descriptions of the conquistadors, if you will. They didn't come along for about another century. So that kind of puts that theory to rest, that, oh, it was the conquistadors. No, no, no. They didn't come along for much longer after, till way after. Now, the reports of Viracocha's superhuman race make the anomalous stonework at Puma Punku all the more interesting because it's got this perfect 90-degree angle and precision cut and immaculately even spacing in the stones are shocking. The way that the spacing was done. I mean, considering the, pr the primitive ways and techniques in which they were made and, and given the time of which it was made, it's incredible. We have our most highly advanced machines today could not do or create the type of precision that they did. Let's put it that way. And the same thing sort of goes for the pyramids but in Egypt, but I don't want to get into that right now. So much of this craft stonework remains extremely distinct to this day dumbfounding scientists and archaeologists. Like I said earlier, they can't figure it out. They have no idea how it was made. Now, it doesn't mean you always have to jump to, oh, it was aliens. You don't always have to say that. But you have to think about the questions and view it as step by step. You have to say, okay, question one. Before we dive out there and get all alien and we talk about all that, what gave them the knowledge to do this? And then what gave them the tools to do this? Because clearly the way in which this was done, particularly at this site, was not something that they would have known, at least primitively. 
unless we're missing a big part of the picture here, archaeologically and historically, that's just been lost in, in space or sorry, lost in time, then there's really no explanation or logical one that we could come up with. Okay? Then we have what's called the Quimbaya or Quimbaya airplane. So one of the more well-known artifacts that's actually been touted as evidence of ancient alien technology, particularly by people that, and I'm not trying to disrespect them, but more so by people that want to believe there's aliens, is something called the Quimbaya airplanes. They're a series of miniature gold pieces appearing to depict aircraft. Now, there's been debate over what exactly these models actually portray, as skeptics and mainstream archaeologists say they're simply birds. Okay, but I'm going to put a picture up here just to show you, if you're watching on YouTube. And I can tell you now, certainly doesn't look like it's a bird. That's for sure. It's a little bit too precise of a design. But a lot of ancient astronaut theorists claim that some of these figures don't resemble any known birds, and more closely, they actually resemble jets or even modern airplanes that we have now. So just think of it. Their flat wings, their stabilizing tails, their landing gear, and what seems to be propellers actually support this assertion. Okay, so if correct, it appears that these ornate pieces could be the earliest instance of a model airplane based on technology possessed by the Quimbaya or modeled after an advanced, I guess you could say, extraterrestrial race that they encountered who possessed it. So, in 1994, this idea led German aeronautical engineers Peter Belting and Conrad Lubbers to take the theory a step further and create large radio-controlled models of the Quimbaya trinkets, intending to prove their aerodynamic feasibility. They tested them in flight with single prop and jet power, finding that both designs were in fact flight-worthy. So what they did was they took these models from thousands of years ago, and they just pretty much artificially recreated them, because with today's technology, it's very easy to do, and jumbo-sized it so that a human could essentially fit in it. But before they went inside, because they had to see if it actually worked, they took the exact design that these little golden figurines had. And by the way, how these uh, civilizations carved this type of stuff, I have no idea. We, we still can't explain that. It's similar to what I, the, the previous artifact that I was talking about. And so... They tested to see if every single part of that artifact did in fact have the ability to fly and, and, and be able to sustain itself in the middle of the air. And guess what? It did. Which tells you that these models were based off of something that this particular civilization had in their possession. Because if they were able to create small models of it, you can bet they might have said, hey, why don't we just jumbo-size the, the, the damn thing? <laughs> so, then, we're going to move to something called Vimanas, an advanced alien, uh, ancient technology. So, much like the Quimbaya airplanes, there is mention of aircraft found in the texts of ancient cultures, and the Hindu Vimanas are one of the more renowned instances, at least ones that we can prove through rec records and things like this. So, said to have been piloted by the gods... Vimanas descended from the heavens, came down from above, that's what it means, in many shapes and sizes. The Hindu Vedas describe Vimanas in great detail, leading many to believe they may have been witnessed firsthand, really. 
So today, one can find the shape of Vimana atop almost every Hindu temple in India. They were described as the chariots of the gods. Now think about that. The word Vimana translates to having been measured out or traversing. That's what it translates to in today's day and age. And were described as machines piloted by the gods. So similar to Ezekiel's version of uh, vision of the wheel, if you will, these crafts emitted large, fiery explosions and could travel at great speeds and distances. And some were land vehicles, some were sea vehicles, while others flew all the way to the moon or even further as quoted and based and written in these texts. Now, what I want to talk about quickly before I go on and give you a quote of one of the descriptions of these Vimanas is when you think about this, this, we're talking hundreds if not thousands of years old. This seems like a UFO of sorts, except a much older one. One that was more primitive to these extraterrestrial beings. Okay, and I say that because it's kind of like these crafts were sort of like where we are right now with our, at least publicly, with our crafts, with fighter jets and things like this, fire coming out the back and, and, and all that, being able to move very quickly. So it seems like this may have been a primitive form of technology or a very old version of what these extraterrestrials have in today, uh, today really, in today's day and age. So to add to that, one description of a, of a Vimana sounds strikingly similar to the way that our modern jets utilize their propulsion systems. So, and I quote, mind you, this is from thousands of years ago. It radiated light and reverberated with a deep rumbling sound. Its beauty captivated the minds of all who beheld it. Visvakarma, the lord of its design and construction, had created it by the power of his austerities and its outline, like that of the sun, could not be easily delineated, end quote. So this is a many, many thousands of years old scripture writing that I just quoted that's been translated into modern day English. I'm not making anything up here. You can look this up. Vimanas are, are very common on not just the internet, but amongst people who are familiar with this. And I'm not saying you have to subscribe to the ancient astronaut theory to believe this. All I'm saying is that ask the questions in order. How did they get this? How did they obtain the knowledge to create this? And then just keep going and going and going with the questions. It's eventually going to lead you to, shit, I don't know what to say. <laughs> that's, what it's, that's what's going to happen. It'll lead you to that. And I guess for people who refuse to believe in aliens, sure, I guess. But ultimately... What other possibility is there? What other option is there? Seriously, like, you got to think about it. What, what would have created this? Or what would have given ancient humans the ideology or the, or the concept of, of this? Not just the concept, but the ability to make these things. It's one thing to have an idea in your mind of something and have a vision that may not come to fruition or be able to be made for hundreds if not thousands of years but it's another thing to actually make it right like we dream of, of things that may not be at least publicly available to us now like time travel and stuff but again who gave them the tools to make it or describe such things and it seems like traditional history within the educational system seems to leave this kind of stuff out. And I'm not saying you should turn your, your history class into a, a conspiracy class or, or what have you. 
It's kind of one of the reasons why I did this show to begin with. But at least consider it and put it in there. There's no reason for it to not be canon or original, if you will. Now, what we're going to do is we are going to move to the final device, if you will, that I named this entire episode on because I think this device is so goddamn cool. So one of the most famous anomalous artifacts is called the Antikythera Mechanism. It was found in the Aegean Sea between mainland Greece and the island of Crete, or Crete. It was discovered around the year 1900 in the wreckage of a Roman ship believed to have, to have sunk sometime in the first century BC. Now listen carefully. The mechanism, and I'll put a picture up here if you're on YouTube, is a multi-geared wheel with individual teeth creating a perfectly differentiated gear system. Many refer to it as the world's first computer. Keep in mind, though, it was analog, but still. It was recreated by Dr. Derek De Sola Price in 1974 and more recently has been recreated on a smaller scale to be worn as a watch. Okay, you get it? It was the first computer, analog computer, fine, but it was a, technically the first watch as well. Which, by the way, I just want to note that roughly 70, for 70 years, they didn't know what the heck it was until they looked, they really, someone came along and said, okay, holy shit, this was like an analog computer. So they found it in the early 1900s, and nothing happened until 1974 with this. That's a little fun fact. However, according to Matthias Boutet, director of R&D for watchmaker Hublot, the company, its level of technology isn't found in any modern timepieces. Now, Antikythera, or Antikythera, was discovered in the nascent days of diving technology where, when men wore iron suits with an oxygen tube leading to the surface. Upon discovering the device and other items in the shipwreck, one diver surfaced and reported seeing artifacts, horses, and a crew down below. His captain and crew believed he was intoxicated from the nitrogen mixture pumped down to him. Then during a subsequent exploration, one diver died and two others were paralyzed from decompression sickness, or what they called the bends at the time. And some say these stories add to the Antikythera device's mystery. Now, it's generally understood that the device was used to predict celestial phenomena, including the orbits of planets, constellations, and even eclipses, as well as being able to tell what season it was and things like this. However, its age dates back long before there was any evidence that man understood planets to even be round, let alone existed. And so the science behind the Antikythera device would not be matched for thousands of years, solidifying it, okay, as one of the most anachronistic artifacts ever found. So let's think about this. Let's imagine very quickly, you're a believer in extraterrestrials. We'll get, what you believe in specifically doesn't matter for the sake of this, this example. Try explaining this to someone who is a non-believer, which is fine. It's great to be a non-believer. It's great to be both. But at the end of the day, I think it's important to be open to having your mind changed if the evidence provides it. Now, I'm not saying, it's one thing to say, okay, what, the, the pyramids were built by aliens. People can easily call BS on that. But what about these devices? What about the ones that I just show, I put right here if you're on YouTube with the picture? You can look these up for yourselves. It's not hard to find. 
Oh, I just gave three different little artifacts that were able to do such advanced things relative to that time period. These devices or artifacts are so goddamn old, we can't even pinpoint a time when humans were using this and for what and when exactly it was created. All we know is that these were thousands of years old. It's one thing if, you, if someone, if, if some primitive human being carved out some type of person or something, an object that was a very rough carving. But we're talking about precise carvings, abilities to detect the season, abilities to detect the time, to detect the orbit of planets. We're talking thousands of years before humans thought the earth was flat. Humans thought the earth was flat only a handful of years ago, well, generally speaking. So how does this device acknowledge the ability to track the orbits of planets that pretty much confirms that whatever civilization was using this device knew that planets were round? How? Including this device was also able to tell that Earth was round because corresponding to the orbit of other planets, I mean, it only makes sense. So if, these if this ancient civilization, human or not, had this type of device in their, their arsenal, if you will, or at their, at their disposal. Clearly, they would not think that every other planet they can fucking see is round, and then all of a sudden the planet they're on is flat. No way. So if, let me put it this way. Thousands of years before, before people said the Earth was flat, this device was able to confirm that it wasn't. Not just that, but it was able to detect the orbit of other planets, the seasons, and many other things. Again, I'm not saying that this device was created by extraterrestrials. I'm just saying it. it I certainly think you'd be damned to think that, or at least factor in that maybe it wasn't human. That's all I'm saying. So let me know what you guys think. I'm... As you can see, I'm a little bit hyped up because of the fact that this episode is extremely exciting to me. You look at these artifacts, there's been no debunking of them, if you want to call it. There's been no scientist or archaeologist, at least publicly, that's been able to say they know exactly how these artifacts were done. Same idea with, with the uh, Egyptian pyramids as well. So again, you can discredit the pyramids, you can debunk that if you like, because you could say it was a bunch of slave labor, fine. But what about these devices? That's what I want to know. So let me know what you guys think, and we will catch you next time. Peace.